The federal gun registration has now begun. Comply or become a felon. This is Randy Osborne with Worldview Truth. Worldview Truth. This year will go down in history. For the first time, a civilized nation has gone full gun registration. Our streets will be safer, our police more efficient, and the world will follow our lead into the future. Adolf Hitler, 1935. Now there is some discussion, Politico, some fact checkers say that that never happened. So more than likely that did happen since fact checkers said it didn't happen. I will say this, gun registry always results in gun confiscation. The ATF knows that only 2% of the guns that they're identifying in this new directive, or I'm going to call it law, only 2% of those guns that they have decided must be registered is responsible for gun-related crimes. But they want 10 to 40 million U.S. citizens that have legally purchased these guns to register them. Oh, and by the way, just a side note, the largest gun show in the country every year is held in Las Vegas. It's called the SHOT Show. This is where gun manufacturers uh, come and they show off their new products and designs. But this year, the ATF has a booth at the show. So let me, let me understand this. ATF has just created a law that requires 10 to 40 million gun-owning citizens to register their guns or you become a felon. And they actually set up a booth at the largest gun show in the country. Can somebody help me with this? Uh, Maybe I need a comment, something I'm not understanding here. So I'm going to go ahead and give you a little overview of this new directive, or I'm going to call it a law, that has been put out uh, by the ATF. And this is on their website. On January 13, 2023, that was uh, this past Friday, by the way, a week ago today, uh, just a heads up on that, Martin Luther uh, King holiday was on Monday. So anytime a federal government puts out some kind of thing of this nature, they always try to ensure that it's a long weekend. So on January 13, 2023, the Attorney General signed ATF Final Rule uh, 2021R-08F, Factoring Criteria for Firearms with Attached Stabilizing Braces, amending ATF's regulations to clarify when a rifle is designed, made, and or intended to be fired from the shoulder. And it goes on to uh, talk about these stabilizing braces. And I'll kind of explain a little bit about that. Uh, um, A rifle is considered, a a weapon is considered a rifle when it has a 16, a minimum of a 16-inch barrel or longer. A pistol is considered something that is under 16 inches. So... What the ATF did back about 10 years ago, there's a couple manufacturing companies, one in particular, that uh, developed a stabilizing brace that somebody could shoot a, 
an basically an AR style pistol um, one handed and it was for disabled people, etc. And it's called a stabilizing brace. Well, ATF um, approved that and said, yes, that was uh, still considered a pistol and they approved it. Well, between then and now, somewhere in the neighborhood of 10 to 40 million of these braces have been sold. Um, And they're used for uh, pistols. Normally they're used for pistols, um, AR style. There's some other type of pistols that they're also used for. But we're going to kind of dwell on that because that is the one that um, a majority of this 10 to 40 million uh, braces have been sold to. So ATF, what they did is they decided, and this has been going back and forth for a couple years now, but um, since the Biden administration has been in office. But what has happened is they have come out with this new ruling or new law that um, ATF, by the way, and the Department of Justice does not have the right to uh, right to enact. Uh, that is the role of our uh, legislature. But uh, they decided to go ahead and do this, and I'm sure it's through the pressure of the Biden administration. Well, it's extremely complex on defining what a stabilizing brace is. So I'm going to go ahead and and try to uh, go through this with you and kind of give you some ideas of exactly what they're referring to, what they're talking about. If a gun is considered by the ATF a short-barreled rifle, in other words, it's a rifle that is has a barrel that is shorter than 16 inches, it is considered a short-barrel rifle. If the gun is considered a short-barrel rifle, then the criteria is the gun must be registered with the ATF. There's other things that you have to have fingerprint, pictures, Um, There's a stamp that you have to purchase that's $200. In this case, the ATF said that we're going to give you some grace period on this and we will not require the $200. However, um, you are registering the gun. So their intention is to get 10 to 40 million gun owners to register their gun into a federal registry. The first definition that they define is surface area. This is what it says. It says when a weapon provides surface area that allows the weapon to be fired from the shoulder, the following factors shall also be considered in determining whether the weapon is designed, made, or intended to be fired from a shoulder. And it actually gives pictures of one, two, three, four, six different types of braces that are normally used on these AR guns um, for their basically braces, but they're saying that if there's a surface area on these braces that would allow for shoulder firing, then these are, um, these are actually short barrel rifles. They're no longer pistols. However, I will point out that the six pictures that they have shown have all previously been approved um, in letters by the ATF. So basically, they're just changing their mind because of uh, a change in administration, in my opinion. And it basically goes on whether the weapon has a weight or length consistent of the weight or length of a similar designed rifle. 
And it, it states that if the weight or length of the firearm is consistent with the weight or length of a similar design rifle, then this would be an indicator that shoulder firing the weapon provides stabilized stabilization and is beneficial in the firing of a weapon. And thus the firearm is designed and intended to be used that way. So there's a lot of, uh, a lot of an opinion of um, let us decide um, on a case-by-case basis, kind of. It's not really saying that, but that's really what it's kind of inferring to. And then it has it pictures of a very, very um, common uh, pistol AR rifle is what it has with an arm brace on it. And it's basically saying that that's no longer legal uh, to own without um, having your weapon registered. So basically, um, these 10 to 40 million uh, guns out here that um, have these, uh, these pistol-style ARs, they're making them illegal unless you want to go ahead and register them. The next point they, they define is a length of pull. And they're basically saying the length of pull is measured from the center of the trigger to the center of the shoulder stock or rearward accessory component or attachment. The length of pull is a common measurement of firearms that describes the distance between the trigger and the center of the shoulder stock. And it goes on to say if, if it, the, the shoulder stock arm brace is adjustable, is telescoping, attachments that that would also deem it to be um, illegal. <clears throat> then it goes into the sights or scope, the scope, uh, scopes. <clears throat> and this is interesting that um, it basically says that sights or scopes with eye relief that require the weapon to be fired from the shoulder um, would make it a rifle. So I'm going to give you an example of that. <clears throat> um, a number of years ago, I shot a competition. It was called Hunter Pistol Metallic Silhouette. And within that, you were allowed, um, I shot pistol. I shot a gun that was called a Thompson uh, Contender. Um, it's a very well-known single-action pistol. Well, the way that I was shooting this pistol is I had a rifle scope on it. I had a three by nine rifle scope on this gun. And I had perfected a way of holding the gun to keep it from, you know, giving me a black eye. But I had a way of perfecting that and shooting that in, in competition. And it was a hunter pistol um, classification of, of what I was shooting. That particular setup, just because I put a rifle scope on that pistol, the ATF says now that is become a, um, a registered weapon. It is now a short barrel rifle, even though that particular class it had a 10 inch barrel on it. But now that has become and officially has become a rifle because if you have a scope that's got an eye relief on it, that um, has got a small eye relief, a rifle style scope on it, it now becomes um, a short barrel rifle. So, and then it gives descriptions of different sights and scopes that would be used um, in that 
in that classification, um, it's got red dots um, that have short eye reliefs. It has um, uh, different types of uh, telescoping style short eye reliefs. And then the ATF goes on to uh, describe rearward attachments um, in your buffer tube of, of an AR. Also describes anything of a folding style stock that you could put up against your shoulder. So any pistol that's got any type of a folding mechanism that would open up um, in the rear of the weapon um, where that you could put your shoulder up to the pistol, then it would also be considered a short barrel rifle and it is illegal unless it's registered. Then they go on to talk about how the weapon is used. If you are able to take and put that weapon up to your shoulder as a pistol, then that is considered a short barrel rifle. And the ATF also goes on to describe that if the company that's marketing the product, whether it is a pistol style brace or something of that nature, if the company is marketing in a way that you can put the weapon up against your shoulder, then that also is considered a short barrel rifle and it must be re uh, registered. Beyond your gun being required to be registered um, with the federal government, with the ATF, beyond that, there's all kinds of legal ramifications of this. A short barrel rifle is not allowed to cross state lines without permission from the ATF. So if you have a, a gun and you've registered that gun um, with the ATF in Florida, you are not allowed to move that gun across state lines without getting permission from the ATF to do so. There's a lot of ramifications from this that people don't fully understand. But even beyond that, I believe this is an all-out effort for a massive federal gun registration. Because what ATF knows and the federal government knows is people that own these pistol-style ARs also will probably own other ARs. So now they have your name, your address, your information on your weapon, and they will be making assumptions that if you own that particular type of weapon, that you also own other types of weapons. 10 to 40 million gun registrations is what they're looking for. And in addition to that, there is about an eight-month process to register a short barrel rifle or a silencer now. So it takes from the moment that you want to purchase a silencer or a short barrel rifle, currently it takes about eight months to get the paperwork through. So now the ATF is going to have to do all the paperwork and registration on 10 to 40 million uh, weapons in allegedly a short period of time. And I tell you what I think they're going to do. I think they will go back uh, to Congress and say, hey, we need more ATF agents, kind of like they did the IRS, um, to, be, to better service our customers. This is Randy Osborne with Worldview Truth.
I will be right back. Worldview Truth. If you have a pistol that has a arm brace on it, the ATF has given you some options. There's five options they've given us. Number one is remove the short barrel and attach a 16-inch or longer rifle barrel to the firearm. Secondly, you can permanently remove and dispose of or alter the stabilizing brace, such as it cannot be reattached. Third, you can turn the firearm into your local ATF office. Fourth, you can destroy the firearm. Or fifth, you can register the weapon as set forth below, depending on your category of possessor. Many people are asking us, when does this go in effect? Well, ATF says that it will go into effect and you have 120 days from the date of the publication in the Federal Register. This publication has not been entered into the Federal Register as of yet, but the clock starts ticking as soon as that shows up into the Federal Register. Many people are asking, where is this coming from? Where did this new ruling come from? Well, here's where I believe it came from. If you want to fight against a country, you need an F-15. You need something a little more than a gun. <laughs> no, I'm not joking. Think about this. Think about the rationale we use that's used to provide this. And who are they shooting at? Shooting at these guys behind me. They're determined to succeed in thwarting the will of the people. That's why respected conservatives like Federal Circuit Court Judge Michael Ludwig has called Trump and the extreme MAGA Republicans, quote, a clear and present danger to our democracy. What type of people could own a gun? And what type of weapon you could own? You couldn't buy a cannon. Those who say the blood of the, the blood of patriots, you know, and all the stuff about how we're going to have to move against the government. Well, the tree of liberty is not water with the blood of patriots. What's happened is that there have never been, if you wanted to think you need to have weapons to take on the government, you need F-15s and maybe some nuclear weapons. The point is that there's always been the ability to limit, rationally limit, the type of weapon that can be owned and who can own it. How many deer bear wearing Kevlar vests? Huh? Not a joke. Do you realize the bullet out of an AR-15 travels five times as rapidly as a bullet shot out of any other gun? The president wants Congress to ban assault weapons before the end of the year, though it's unclear if Democrats will be able to do so with their slim majorities in the House and Senate. Sources familiar with the probe told CBS News investigators were also looking at allegations that Hunter Biden made false statements on a gun registration form and may have disposed of a gun improperly. So it figures to be a fairly straightforward charge to prove and it uh, carries a significant penalty under federal law. He wrote a book about his problems and was straightforward about it. I'm proud of him. He came along and said, by the way, this thing about a gun, I didn't know anything about it, but turns out that when he made my application to purchase a, a gun, 
What happened was he stay. I guess you get asked. I don't guess you get asked the question. Are you on drugs? You use drugs? He said no. And he wrote about saying no in right. his book. So I have I, I, I've great confidence in my son. The question is, do we have equal justice under the law? That incident happened a few years ago, and Hunter Biden is still um, has not faced any, any consequences of that, which it may happen that he will, but um, at this point, that hasn't happened. There are two major problems that I have with this massive gun registration. One is it's unconstitutional. It is directly unconstitutional. Our founding fathers never, never intended to regulate uh, guns in this manner to citizens in good standing with our nation. There are laws very specifically in place to prevent the federal government from having some nationalized gun registration. And uh, the way that the system is set up, even background checks, etc., is the dealer has the information, the serial number, etc. All that information is kept within the dealer. It's not given to the federal government. Now, it has been reported in recent times that ATF agents have come in to do audits on gun dealers, and they have been seen taking pictures of those files of the gun dealers, which is quite frankly illegal. They are not allowed to do that. But this is one of the problems. This is a nationalized gun registration um, where that they believe that they are going to be able to get 10 to 40 million gun owners on the books. Secondly, a regulatory agency of the federal government does not have the right to enact law. They cannot make law. They cannot write law. Uh, they can help enforce law, but they cannot make law. And that is the problem here, is the ATF is clearly trying to make law. That is, according to our founders and our Constitution, that is the role of Congress. It's a role of Congress, and nobody else has that right to do that. If you remember when there was a mass mandate that was put out through the Biden administration to OSHA to mandate vaccinations, it went to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court said that OSHA did not have the authority to do that. They were making law, and they were not authorized to make law. That was the role of the Congress. Recently, ATF also banned bump fire stocks. And that is going through the court system, and there's some positive things that are coming out of that. One of them is... Uh, some of the federal courts have said that's unconstitutional. Once again, ATF is trying to make law, and that's the role of Congress. I suspect that will end up in the Supreme Court. If that case goes to the Supreme Court and it's deemed unconstitutional, I believe also this particular ruling from the ATF will also do that. Please give me your comments. Uh, tell me about what you think about this. Um, this is the end game, in my opinion, is the mass registration that the federal government is looking for to register firearms with legal U.S. citizens. And again, 
I go back to the beginning that only 2% of these particular type of weapons that the ATF is targeting was ever involved in any type of a mass shooting. This is Randy Osborne with Worldview Truth. Thank you until next time. God bless. Worldview Truth.